0: You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Bob Codges is our guest today on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski, continuing the booking of guests who helped me breathe during these challenging times. Bob's bio says he's quote, one of the happiest people you will ever meet. It's true. He's the creative force behind Flight of Ideas Inc., a quote, creative think tank designed to help groups think outside of the tank, <laughs> unquote. Bob's also an artist who created a mind map, an illustrated work that captured some of my most precious life philosophies. Go to my website to take a look. Bob's also designed and executed an inspiring mural at SAC Comedy Lab in Orlando, where this great pod chat was recorded. Please give a listen, and you'll be able to breathe too. Oh, what's the energy that I- uh, when I think about that person, answers a couple questions. <laughs> one of the questions is, "Do I really want to see that person?" And another <laughs> one is, "Yes, I want to see that person." And then that the rest of that flows from there, going, "Oh, what are we going to talk about?" And so when I think about about you, I just think about um, I think about the and I don't know if I told you this story, but I uh, you, that that mind map that you did, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll link it in the podcast. Um, it came to me as a, uh, I was sitting with. Um, with a, a girlfriend at the time, and I was sitting, and it came in an email or something like that. I don't know how it came to me. Uh, I think you sent it in an yeah, email. Yeah, sent you an email. She sent me an email, and I didn't know who you were, and and I open it up, and I'm sitting at this restaurant in Fullerton, California, and I just start weeping. I just start crying. Did I, I tell love you that? that. You told me that you wrote the note
1: to me with tears in your eyes. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you. Is the biggest part of what I remember about that note because you responded so emotionally and so passionately and so uh, warmly. And to tell you the truth, at that time I was I was a fan. I, I, I still am. <laughs> but I, I mean, just listening to your words, it cracked something open in me. And I really I had to draw that mind map. It was it, it is it is still among my proudest improv mind maps. And you've seen some of the stuff that I've done around here. Yeah. Uh, but it was you kind of unleashed me to apply another form of my art to improv which i adore improv Mm -hmm. and i adore your take on improv because it's deeper than any other take that i've experienced it it really i'm a firm believer that improv is a life skill i'm a far better improviser in life than i am on stage Mm -hmm. Uh, i love to get on stage and play don't get me wrong but in my life, applying those principles and going as deep as I can to absorb whatever is right there, mm-hmm. uh, it's really enhanced my life. It's it's informed the way I run my business, uh, and so
0: I saw that. Yeah. I saw that uh, on online. Uh, what's the name of your business? Flight of Ideas. Yeah, I, I saw that and. Um, uh, as I'm reading through it, you get to the improv part the, at the end. But as I'm reading through, it, I'm going, "No, oh, that's improv. That's improv. That's improv." That's exactly, improv. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And uh, it, it's very, it's very interesting how we, right now, we're at a point where we're connect, we're connecting to people on levels that we haven't connected before. Uh, and I, and that's a broad, that's a broadly brushed. Uh, statement uh, and what i mean is i'm connecting to people that i don't even, i don't even know who these people are and the internet and this sp- well certainly the internet the spread of ideas that came from the internet incredible. and the spread it's really incredible and what it does is it brings all these people together so i think about and you're going to china and yeah. uh, we're traveling and we're, we're we're connecting to all to all these these different people i'm going to um uh, uh, I'm going to Italy. I'm going to hey. uh, I'm doing you know three, three gigs in Italy. Those are some beautiful uh, people. Let me tell you. Yeah, something. you know what? I've I've been I've been I've been connecting to them and uh, through the organizing. and I'm thinking they can't possibly be this nice. You have the
1: passion of Italian. I'm you straight up. I grew up in an Italian grandmother's
0: house. And uh, and what is know, that passion? What is it's? That?
1: It is a fiery passion that uh, is as loud in love as it is in anger. It's just it it comes out of you. It's it erupts, which actually that's something that I think that informs your teaching style, is you you see and immediately respond, and you do not allow people to get away with shit. And when I say that, uh, we don't even know that we're, we're that we're playing games with ourselves, but you have this incisive way of seeing it, and in a timely enough fashion that we can rework what's happening at that moment, which to me is. Fantastic! It's a, I mean, it's a really great skill.
0: it, it and it's something where I cannot not do that.
1: Uh, I know. You know. I think it's kind of obvious. I think it's the way <laughs> you, you live it, but it's so organic and it's so real and it's so you that it's actually a living embodiment of what you're trying to get us to do. You know, you're you're actually doing it on the sidelines, and then when you inject yourself in, it's as if you were in that scene with us, absorbing it as much as everybody else.
0: I, it's it's very true. It is true. Like I like I do sit there, and when I have a day like. I had yesterday, which is, uh which I taught two classes and then, you know, my mother died in the, in the morning oh. and then I taught two classes. I'm so sorry about that. And that's oh my that's God. so hard. It's, it's well, the thing when I mention and I mentioned this to the classes and, uh, I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but every crisis that I've had in my life and I use the word crisis it, for me, it's not a crisis, it's a challenge. So every challenge that I've had in my life as an adult, since I moved out to Los Angeles and maybe even before that, uh, all those challenges have been followed by a pre-scheduled improv class. So when <laughs> I had when my, you know, when I had to put my dog down, uh, I had an improv class she because because that's my dog. that's my life, you know, yeah. my life. So I when I had to put my dog down, I had an improv class that that next day. Uh, when I uh, when I uh, uh, when I asked my wife for a divorce. I had an improv class that next day when I had to put my other dog down. I had an improv class that next day <laughs> when uh, when uh, Trump was elected. I had an improv class that day, and uh, so of course I'm going to be having an improv class the day that my mother dies. That's an amazing tradition. Man. Well, it's an interesting. The interesting thing about it is this: <clears throat> I need. People say, well, why don't you just go home? It's like, I don't want to go home, because I need them. I need those students, I need that class, Mm -hmm. I need that class, because I need to be needed. And they are, I am in front of them, sharing this information, uh, sharing this experience, and I I need them because they need me. They need me to be present in that moment to what's happening. They, and and they understand and and they empathize with the fact that my mother just died, but what's happening right now isn't that my mother just died. What's happening right now is this is happening right you're now.
1: Living. You're living, you're continuing to live and do what you do. And you know where you get your juice. That to me is critical. You need a yin to your yang. I, I feel the same way about the things that bring me joy. Um, making sure that I encounter them as often as I can. I'm, I'm good when it when a tragedy strikes or when a challenge strikes. Um, Filling myself with joy, going someplace where I know that I can juice up. But I'm trying to even proactively over juice. You know, let's let's get so full that when shit hits, you don't empty out. You don't. You know, I'm am a firm believer. We have to keep more than a quarter of a tank
0: uh, in our engines. So when when you say that, what what is what is the what is the juice? Because I for me, I feel I, I, if if I'm getting you right, I think it's when you live your life with a certain buoyancy as your default. Uh, when these challenges come up, you're able to spend some of that buoyancy, still engage in the tragedy or whatever that is going to be, and yet still keep afloat. Exactly. If you live your life, if you live your life always close to the edge of uh, of anger, frustration, aggravation, then when that stuff hits, you don't have that buoyancy, and so it does suck you into it deeper. Yeah, and it's I,
1: and it it can be fatal. I mean, this is I mean I think of like Robin Williams. God, you know, this was a man who clearly filled himself up with things that brought him joy, but even that much joy couldn't sustain him, and that that broke my heart. I got angry, actually, after that, which people were really surprised. People expect Happy Bob, and I am happy to deliver that. Most times, it's very genuine. It feels right. It's who I am, but man, when I'm pissed off or when I'm feeling unhappy, the world almost rejects it on first take, and I have to kind of say... No, you know something this is who I am too and it's part of the whole package if I don't have that I don't have this so I feel like um, it's amazing to me how you really have to manage that energy I feel like it's almost like someone who who is 95 pounds and then all of a sudden they have to go a week without a meal guess what they're in danger but (laughs) you look at me (laughs) I'm not in danger of missing a meal. I'm not in danger of missing a week of meals. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and if you
0: do miss a week of meals, you you, you there's enough. You know, you're, you're buoyant.
1: Exactly. You can. You can. Manage.
0: I want to go back to the uh, a couple of things that you said is very interesting. I want to go back to the Robin Williams thing that because anger, uh, I got angry at that as well, and my anger was how how fucking dare you, you know, <laughs> right. how dare you not how dare you. It it well it's such an interesting thing because people keep quoting Robin Williams saying, you know, live your life for the moment and all that stuff. It's like what the fuck you talking about? This man killed himself. Right. He killed himself. He's a paradox. Right, exactly. And here's the thing he gets to be that paradox that you get to be too.
1: Okay, that's empowering. That's a you just did a little judo thing on me there, which I appreciate because a quarter turn on what I was looking at as you fucking coward you that's it with all that you have and all that you've done and how the world views you and you're going to take a short exit out of here and i had friends that also came out and said dude why are you blaming someone who is suffering so much and and that helped me but you putting that out there also says look it is it is empowering to say we get to make our own choices and he made a serious choice there. One that robbed us of any future with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's part of where the anger came from as well. Uh, well, when
0: you think about it, you know, for me, it's such an interesting thing. Because suicide is murder.
1: <laughs>
0: it is. It's murder. You've killed somebody. Yeah. And so you're so angry at somebody that you killed them. And or that's- so feel that there's no future for that somebody. The, yeah, or you, yes, and. It seems and, like a mercy killing. It's a mercy, it's a, well, it's a mercy killing, you know, but who's to say? It um, <laughs> could be a fuck you killing, too. It's a fuck you killing, you know, because it really, but we will never know. We will never know. And I keep thinking this because I remember when, you know, not so long ago, when you wrote something on Facebook that was, um, a political nature and people were very shocked at how angry you were oh boy. and um, and and I feel like it's just such a weird fucking time but I feel I feel like I get to have the emotions that I get to have mm-hmm. and if it doesn't match up with what you think who you think it is that I am that doesn't matter to me I'm sorry I'm sorry, and because this phrase, and it's a great phrase when you really think about it, the phrase of mind your own business is an amazing phrase because we look at it as mind your own business has become cliche. But really, this is my business. And right. you can't come into my business and tell me how to run my fucking business. Right. Own your business. I think you're I think you're absolutely right. You we get
1: to be. And if you can't handle that change, then you can't handle me. You know you're right. gonna have to you're gonna have to adjust your expectations of me based on what I actually offer you, not some preconceived notion of who you think I am. Uh, but with all of that said, I also really love being that person, being the person that people can look to to get a, a little bit of juice, a little bit of energy, a little bit of a perspective. Of, I, take, I, I, I take my responsibilities as a communicator seriously. I don't take myself seriously, I don't take you seriously, I don't take anyone that seriously, but I feel like, um, we have a, a role, if people are listening. I, Who's we? I, um, we who choose to broadcast uh, from wherever we are, on whatever
0: level of audience. I do like that word broadcast, because we're casting broadly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you know something? Let's hope. I, you know something? I want to cast deeply, too. Mm-hmm. I want Deep to, cast. Yeah, deep cast. All right? I like that. Well, I think about it, because I always used to talk about when you dunk your finger into a pond, everyone talks about the concentric circles that flow the out. Ripple. Nobody talks about the, how deep the ripple goes to the bottom mm. of the ocean. Right and, and I feel like it goes in all directions it's a three dimensional impact and I want to be aware of all of it and I want to actually try to avoid as weird as it sounds, play into the back mic I want to talk how I talk because that's how I am. What does that mean? I think Um, I know what you mean, but it's it's (coughs) when you. I think it's actually a a podcaster's term. Uh, It's when you pretend to be speaking to somebody directly when you're really talking to everybody else who's witnessing the conversation. Mm -hmm. So instead of really having a dialogue, you're kind of putting on a show. You're kind of trying to display something. It, It fits into the whole, you get to choose who you are in the Facebook world realm. And being genuine, you have to have challenges with this. Okay, people throw so much love on you and so much adulation, so much, um, they give you so much power in their art uh, and in their lives that, that uh, at some point you start to think, oh, hey, I'm something. I'm, I must be something if all it's, these people say that. Uh, do, do you feel that way? Uh, sometimes I do.
0: Sometimes I do, but most times I don't. And I have had a, I had a girlfriend who, who said to me, you know, I, 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 I was putting myself down, or you know, not not appreciating the impact that I have. And she goes, "Now wait a minute, you are Dave Brzezowski and I'm thinking, "That's not fair. That's not fucking fair." <laughs> and, 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 and it's not, not fair. fair that
1: you earned that. That's well, the thing. My,
0: my feeling was that's not fair because um, uh, uh, I, I, I I want to just be me. I don't want to be... I don't want to be responsible. It's not that I don't want to be responsible. I'm not going to walk into a place and go, Don't you know who I am? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but there are times where I... There are times when I do do that. And the times that I do do that are the times where... For example, I was uh, I was doing an improv fest and uh, they put me up at this... Um, uh, Extended Stay America. Do you know those places? No, no. It's essentially... Uh, it's one... It's one lock away from a minimum security prison. <laughs> it's one lock away like like if they had a sally port where you had to come in and uh, it, before you got be like that's all they need to make this a minimum security prison. So they put me there and they put the groundling touring company on the beach at a beach hotel. And I'm like, "The fuck you do <laughs> that?" So yes, So there's that. And there's all, but there's also uh, yes. I also want to say Going playing to the back of the audience playing play to the back mic playing to the back mic um, I do that as well and I don't know if I I, I I do come in because we need we I need to have this podcast has a very this podcast has a specific specific feeling to it um, and the specific feeling is this I am having people on who are inspiring I am having people on that have that are inspiring and I and I, I want to I, I want to to um, I want to expose that I want to put that under light like who they are and so anytime that I'm talking to you I'm talking to you but I'm also talking to the, this guy who's in uh, New Hampshire who has you know MS and he's sitting there and he wants he needs to be fucking inspired and this is for him
1: right on. well that's a gift that's, I, I think again I don't think there's any sin in it as long as we don't lose our sincerity and the and genuine focus on having a dialogue with the actual people we're talking to I just see a lot of people launching into diatribes uh, trying to be heard and have their little speech heard rather than really engage and I, I have to tell you I enjoy your online presence a lot because a lot of your rage um, is my rage and, and one of the things that I've learned during these very turbulent political times is that it feels good to see somebody feel what you feel. And I think I can also relate to the other side, the people who actually elected the Big Ugly, uh, and and I see it in them as well. You know, I, I just feel like it's um, there's so much that unites us, and right now we're so divided, and...
0: I've never, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of the. I'm guilty of of fomenting the division.
1: Well, I, but are you? See, I think again. That's a that's a way of encapsulating or packaging what's happening. Your goal is not to divide. Your goal is to hold accountable, and to make known, and to communicate and commiserate and connect with other people about these issues. And I've been informed by a number of things that you've put out there, and. If I happen to choose to push away another group of people because of it, that's on me. I don't think, I don't see that at all in your intent. But I do think that um, now is a time for us to express our outrage and to call it out. Because otherwise, it becomes common. And it is becoming Normalized. And that's one of my greatest fears. I'm already seeing it happen. You know, people are saying, well, we'll just go ahead and ignore the lies that come out of the White House. They won't even call them lies alternative truths. What what kind of twilight zone are we living in that we could actually have someone come out from the White House and say, well, we're just sharing alternative truths. Or the head truths. of the White House. Right.
0: And to have somebody who is in... and And, and to have that be... Because uh, it's insidious to have that be in all veins of the of the governmental body, uh, and uh, to, uh, and to go, oh my God, you're shutting down this communication, you're shutting down that communication, you're shutting down that communication. At the core of every, I, I, at the core, I think at the core of everything that that's going on right now, for me, the outrage is um, I cannot not say it. And I also cannot not call out the lie. I cannot not call out the lie. And I cannot not call out the lie the same way I'm watching an improv student not tell their truth. I cannot let sit back, and that really has a lot to do with it. I can't sit back and say, you don't feel that way. I'm watching you and you fucking don't feel that way. And here's the thing about you not feeling that way. If you, If you insist on holding on to something that isn't true, the words aren't going to come. The inspiration is not going to flow. um, The the person that you're communicating with is not going to feel it. And uh, you're going to walk away not really having any kind of a a dialogue or not having uh, not having any kind of dialogue and not having been and not having grown from the experience that you just experienced. That's exactly. You're
1: handing them a mask <clears throat> rather than handing them anything that they can use. I think you're right on. I think that's I, th- I think it's really funny to me how hard it is to get people to let go of their masks and their illusions because I think sometimes it's a genuine I don't know that I'm doing this. You know, I remember I remember the first time I was at a workshop with you. I forget who was playing, but but in the middle of their scene, you said, "Stop it. Just fucking stop it." <laughs> And it made my heart leap, and it made me laugh inside because that was exactly what I watched them almost shocked out of their pattern, so that they had to reapproach it fresh and figure out where they're coming from. And they could hear your voice that helped to guide them in that. And I think that's a that's an incredible something. And again, I think we're related to politics, related to work on the stage. Um, truth, truth is where it's at. It you know, really is. It, but finding it, <clears throat> getting to your own truth, I think, sometimes is amazingly challenging because we tend to naturally avoid the stuff that hurts and the stuff that scares us. And uh, and especially in this art form, you're getting up on stage in front of a live audience, really, if you're doing it right, blank. Right. Uh, and I, actually, if I actually get to the point where I am blank, it's not scary. No. Because there's this infinite possibility. Actually, one of the quotes on the wall that I love the most is that when nothing is sure, anything is possible. That that can either scare the crap out of you or it can be
0: the most empowering thing that you've ever encountered. I remember Mick saying, uh, Mick Napier saying, uh, no expectations, no disappointments. And ah, I remember I that. It. I remember him saying that years and years ago. And it stuck with me. Uh, and it's one of those things where you go, uh, uh, you go wait a minute I have to have expectations and then you realize as you keep doing the art form or this particular art form we'll use that as an example because that's really what we know best as you keep doing this particular art form you really you realize that's not true if I have an expectation I am not present to who, what is it that's happening right now exactly. if I go up there and I love the phrase tabla rasa like just this empty thing that you're starting and, and I think the challenge is the challenge very often is People not knowing how to empty it, you know, you can turn that off. That's fine. Uh People not knowing how to empty their theirness, and oh, that's wow. really tough. Um, because if uh, like, and there, there is that thing where they go, how do I how do I not have my personality? How do I not care my personality on stage? And uh, how do I not carry my history on stage? How do I not carry my ego on stage? And this is how you do it. What's happening right now? What the fuck is happening right now? What are you doing right now? Okay, uh, I'm thinking. The oh, fuck are you? Fuck you! What are you fucking <laughs> fuck thinking? What are you doing right now? I'm asking you what you're feeling. What you? I'm asking you what you're physically fucking doing right now. And they really have a hard time. I go, oh, can I tell you? May I? And like, yeah, you're sitting with your feet that way. Your legs are that way. Your hands that way. Your back is to that. You're looking at me in that way. That's what the fuck is happening. That's all that is happening. That's it. That's, That's it. it.
1: I remember you saying to a student. I don't give a fuck who you are, <laughs> because in that moment, you bringing who you are in is bringing a little too much information into the situation. Oh, my God. You
0: know, and here's another thing, and it's what I've been thinking about lately, because I traveled so much, and you travel a lot, too, yeah, quite a bit. that I've, I've, what I've been thinking about is um, uh, people don't bring just their own baggage. They bring the fucking baggage carousel. Yep. They bring everybody fucking else's baggage with it, and they're opening up everybody else's bag and going, look at what you got. You have that. What do you have that? So they're bringing their own Mishigas, and they're bringing somebody else's fucking carry-on Mishigas. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And and our our... Our responsibility uh, as uh, communicators, and my friend Chris Cahill would say, um, uh, as 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 teachers, as people who connect to people, as in that way, our responsibility is to is to call out that, mm-hmm. and to say, here's a tool. And the tool is this: breathe, fucking breathe. There's a tool. That's breathe, it. and in that breath, you're you're letting you're letting out that which you don't need and you're pulling in that which you need in that moment and that's it and if you live if you if you breathe if you are aware of your breath for a moment a day that's enough i
1: agree I, it's that's what we teach we teach in tai chi the same thing that when we're meditating i'm concentrating on bringing the air into my body and it is for me who has a bit of an attention deficit challenge uh, not clinically diagnosed although probably just because nobody is actually clinically diagnosed it mm-hmm. um just to stay there and concentrate on feeling the air go over my top lip into my nose into my lungs and all the way back out and that's enough when you let yourself say that's enough uh, and I think people are screaming for what do I do next very often in, in their work what do I do next what do I do next and it's like this conversation. I don't know what's going to come next, but I'm listening to what you have to say. I'm listening to your questions and your thoughts, and I'm responding as best I can. I feel like conversation is the simplest form of improv.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love, and I've been very, uh, the more that we do this, the more that we teach, the more that we we, we perform in front of people, the more we communicate in terms of communication, uh, you start listening to words and thinking, why do I have, why do I take issue to that word? Um, why do I have an issue with that word? And I have an issue to the word next. I really have an issue with that word next. The word next for me is such. It's such a concept, because you really don't know what's next until after you do it. Right. Retrospect. Right. Exactly. You don't know what's next, and the only way we're going to know what's next is to be now, and then later on we say, "Oh, then that was next." It should only be used in uh, in past tense. Like should. Oh my god! The fuck should. Oh, like uh, my my wife was all uh, would, shoot, would shoot all over me. <laughs>
1: See, all right. You know? That's what does it do for you? It's it's it, it's it, regret. It, it, it is expectation. It is expectation, and again that ugly expectation thing, which uh, and it's the judgment. Is full.
0: Yeah, oh well, yeah. Oh yeah, guess what? Because should says there's a right and there's a wrong. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So in the way that we're in the way that we communicate with each other, and in the way that we teach, and in the way that we treat ourselves, because that's really what it's all about. How are we treating ourselves—that's really isn't that really what it's about? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually is. Though. It really is. Because I
1: think, I think we, how we treat ourselves ends up being how we treat the rest of the world. When I have level one students, uh, and I have a new batch right now, which is delightful. Uh, my greatest challenges are one getting people to uh, forgive themselves really forgive themselves immediately instantaneously I'm breaking them of the habit of judging themselves and forgiving themselves or not forgiving themselves because without that I can't get them to take any chances everything seems like such a risk and I've got to get them from the first day they walk in never having touched improv before to eight weeks later putting them on a stage in front of a live audience with usually a couple hundred people in the audience that's a daunting shift. And if I can't get them to forgive themselves and to let go of their their self-judgment, I can't pull it off. Uh, and so I, I love that that element of it. It is very much like what you're talking about, about getting people to just be. Yes. Uh, and that's all I want them to do, is to be without that retrospective judgment of what they just did, because that colors everything we do. It's, it's like spiraling down the rabbit hole once you start to judge. Robin Williams did a beautiful routine one time where he did his his stand-up and then did an ongoing commentary of what's going on inside his brain while he's doing his routine and when they don't laugh and how he starts talking shit to himself to the point where he's killing his own confidence by what he's interpreting and informing himself in the most negative way until he can't perform anymore and I feel like maybe not to that extreme but to that um, process a lot of people go through that where they their internal talk strips them of their confidence and their ability to actually stay there in that moment and the next thing it's nothing more uncomfortable than watching someone watch themselves while they play <laughs> I, I feel like that's just a that's the worst moment to catch. chevy chase on on his talk
0: show do you ever see one of those i i remember va- vaguely we're going back probably 35 years right oh oh I hope not that. oh my god how old am i i don't know how old i'm 54. Well. Well, for me, so uh, I've been in I've been in LA going. Uh, I've been in LA. I think this May. What's today? What's the date today? Uh, January twenty ninth. I, I, it's it's my twenty second anniversary. having moved to to LA. Hey, and happy anniversary! Happy and, anniversary! And, uh, and so that's twenty two years, wow. and I don't think I think he I think, he had a talk show before before maybe there. before that. Wow. It before that's,
1: that. I, well, my reason that was I've never been more uncomfortable watching somebody. On screen than I was watching him because he was terrified, right? And he was so in his head that I I didn't, I didn't want to. I couldn't watch it. After about thirty minutes, I was like, "I'm done with this. No
0: more of that." For me, it's the same reason why I don't like to go to uh, a strip club because I get embarrassed for fucking everybody there. Every fucking buddy there. And that's why I don't go to my friends. I've never been to, I think I've been to one bachelor party. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not okay. Uh, A friend's bachelor party where I don't want to see a man that I respect in his tidy whities with a boner. I don't want to see my friend um, w- w- wearing. I don't want to fucking see that. I <laughs> don't want to fucking see it. Don't want to see it. Um, uh, um. Neither me. I went to a strip club with my dad once. Oh, and no. and
1: it was a weird experience because uh, I I didn't want to be there, and he did. He did. And, yeah, wow, man. And it was interesting. It was, it was it it was a different view of someone who I knew my whole life. And even uh, and you know, one girl came up and she looked at him. He has really high cheekbones. And she's like, Oh, are you an Indian? Well, my dad's Italian. Okay, so he had to make it very clear and loud. No, I'm Italian! Three times yelling over the, the disco unc, on the loudspeakers. <laughs> <unc, laughs> so, needless to say, that was a, That was another moment that wasn't really my proudest. Uh, <laughs> but you know, hey, guess what? You know something? I have so many things that I've gotten from my dad that I love Mm -hmm. oh yeah he was the 68th diamond direct distributor of the Amway Corporation
0: oh my so back in the day Uh when
1: Amway was this little fledgling organization out of Florida uh, no out of Massachusetts Massachusetts Uh, he was the 68th person to achieve the highest level of direct sales Uh, and we had Amway meetings in my house we put a little ashtray on every other chair because everyone in the room was smoking at that point And, uh, and then I would listen to him deliver these Kick ass talks,
0: right? And that's what. And so you go around the world, not doing Amway, but you found the uh, the intersection uh, of 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 your what you did and what your dad did, and you found that intersection right in the middle, the sweet spot, and your that has helped you. That's been foundational to the way that you talk to people and connect to people. Is that, is that I believe it say, is, I
1: believe it is. <coughs> I believe um, I developed a desire to speak to groups seeing my dad and seeing how people responded to him because they didn't just respond to him as in, oh, that was nice, that was a good thing to hear. They were into him mm-hmm. and they were into what he was talking about. He had the ability to inspire. Uh, and my life right now is a beautiful amalgamation of my mom's sensitivity, warmth, uh, caring about humankind, my dad's ability to rock an audience, and me mixing my own art into everything I do. And drawing your, uh, your fingerprint, that Mm -hmm. that I created based on your talks um, that's me taking what I do well and what I love to do drawing and incorporating it into my art form of improv what I do for corporations sometimes is I literally draw on the walls Mm -hmm. while they talk and they pay me a a beautiful sum of money Mm -hmm. to do this uh, more money than anyone would ever pay me for an individual piece of art that I've created that I would wish to sell to them uh, but I've been able to incorporate what I love into what I have to do Mm -hmm. in order to make a life
0: did you see it, my reaction to what I have to do yeah <laughs> well and when
1: I say what I have to do uh-huh. I, I have two kids that I, I have to put okay. through college and mortgage to pay and so I'm really just talking about taking care of the expenses of life so when I say what I have to do it's I have to earn money.
0: I, I get that. I get that. But I, I, I did. But I did see that little yeah, turn. Like, like, ahead. I, was like, oh, I have to, to do. do. It's one of those things where I am like. I can't hold that back. Uh, I can't hold that back. I, it's it's the have to do, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not judging the have to do. I just needed to know what the have to do. Oh, you were was. judging the shit out of the oh, have, that to was right there. have to do. Oh, that was right. Have to do. You don't have to fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, but there is there is that feeling uh, where I I do hear people saying what they. Feel they have to do, and I just, I just want to know what that is. That's all. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, I get it. I totally get it. Because I, I, mm, uh, <laughs> I'm having a challenge with it. Uh, and
1: I one the of these the weasel spectrum. words. It's,
0: it's a weasel word. It's a weasel word. Uh, the weasel, the, the it's a weasel word. Have to do. Uh, the, no, the weasel word is what I want to call it. I want to call it. You get to do. Uh, you get to do. I like that better. You know, better. <laughs> you know it's, it's not. It's not what I have to do. It's what I get to do. I get to. I get to pay the mortgage. I get to put my kids through college, because that's really what it is. And the have to do, and I know, again, it's a weasel word, uh, but for me, there's a feeling that I have of hope. Oh, that word hope. I don't like that word hope. There's I love that, that I- word hope. I hate that word I, hope. okay. We'll it, go towards hope. No, hope. I'll tell you right now. This is what I feel like hope. Fuck hope. Fuck the <laughs> word hope. Isn't that tough to hear? Uh. Fuck hope. And you know why? Hope is a victim's word. That's what I think. Hope oh. is trust. Hope is a dreamer's word. Yeah, right. Yeah. I hope a, a safe doesn't fall on my head. I hope I win the lottery. I have hope for mankind. Okay. I trust that mankind will take care of itself. If I have hope for mankind, for me, I get it. I get it. But I look at that word hope, and whenever I heard somebody go, I hope I don't get sick, it's like, really? <laughs> you no. Know? Um, uh, uh,
1: okay. Uh, I can see you using it that way, that it does seem yeah. like a victim's word. And the have to thing. That places responsibility for your life outside of your own body. That's what I mean. I have to, I right?
0: Ha- and it's like, I hope this doesn't happen. That puts, that that makes you a victim to all the things that are coming at you, you know? And it's like, I hope that the state doesn't follow me. I hope that I don't get sick. I trust that I'm going to be healthy. Uh, I, I, I I trust that I'm going to be able to pay uh, my rent next month. I trust that that's going to happen. See,
1: I'm looking at the optimistic side of hope. To be <laughs> hopeful, to have hope, um, as opposed to to hope because I do I think to hope is to wish yeah A- and and which is different than to manifest agreed agreed well what's the difference it's action okay? it's action it's it's what you do not what you say
0: and it's also how you look at that way you're living your life mm-hmm. so if so when I say um, if I say I want to pay I want I want to get some money I'm getting money mm-hmm I'm getting money. Or the next step, which my friend Jen would say, is like, I have money. I just haven't been given it yet. I have money. Oh, I like that. You know? Um, and that's how you manifest shit. Because then, the, then and this, here we go. No. The universe hears you say that. If, if, you know, the are you talking hears, about the secret here? I basically, <laughs> I'm basically the secret. Uh, basically, there's that, but but even, bef- even before that, there are other people that I've studied with and other people that I've listened to that have, I've watched them I've watched them connect to people and I've watched the way that they because again what we do and I'm putting you in this category what we do is we pay attention to the way that people are expressing themselves Mm -hmm. and when you pay attention to the way that people are expressing themselves you're seeing the way that they look at the world and when I'm paying attention to the way that somebody expresses themselves and I go I like the way that that person talks I like the way that that person communicates I like that way that that person expresses themselves and I am going to here's the thing I am going to do that not I'm going try that. I am going to do that. I am fucking going to do that. And what you did when you saw your dad was you went, I am going to do that. And that is not exactly what your dad was doing. Yeah when you say that, it's not exactly what your dad is doing. But that being the spirit of that. Right, on, right on. And then you may not you know you may not know you may not know the words to the song, but you know the song. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's that thing of sing that sing a song right now, and you're like, oh fuck, I, I don't know, I know the song entirely, but I, you know, and 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 in your dream you can sing the song, right. I like it.
1: That's very interesting. It's, I'm finding more and more that um, I'm learning who I am by looking back, um, and when I say that, I go at life with very much a, an open heart, trying to. Follow where it leads me, which is what led me to where I am in my own business, in my own art form. I'm, I work part-time. okay. I worked part-time last year. I earned more than I've ever earned before in my life. And I gave half of what I do for a living away for free to good causes. All from choosing to follow my heart. And I don't really know um, how it's working out for me until the end of the year when I look back and go, Well, how was that experience? Right. Right. And most often I'm delighted. I want to tell everybody, this is what you should do, and this is this Good. is actually how I teach. Could could <laughs> how you must do exactly. Uh, and, and and here it is. I when I say should in that way, it's it's really it really is a should actually. And and here's why, uh, because people should live their own lives. Okay, and and that's a weird paradox of a thing to say because I want to empower them to be whoever they are, but I do think that is something that we were designed to do
0: i i i agree with that and and what you just did right there was you you pointed out to me that every for every rule that i say let's not do that there's a there is a reason to do that the word hope is one and i'm again i'm
1: I'm, that fascinates me that with
0: your perspective on hope (laughs) oh fuck hope Uh, you know and people have heard me say that and i think it's very shocking to people because really it's going hitting that again uh we think of that as such a it it, it is such a, a, a an effervescent word it it it, it 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 has angel wings on it okay. oh my god it does have angel wings on it <laughs> it has angel wings on it and and I think that that's my problem is it has angel wings on it um it, it doesn't have the imprint of of what's happening right now what's happening like I hope. And I, again, I just hear that, and I go, like,
1: mm. I can see from an improviser's perspective that, that hope could be the enemy. Absolutely. Because, because if you're sitting in a scene hoping something's going to happen, you're, you're destining yourself to fail. You know, unless somebody is so far inside your head and your soul that they give you exactly what you're hoping for. Yep, Yeah. You know? yep,
0: yep. yep. And, 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 and I think about that, I go, that's, that's, I don't, I don't want anybody there. Right. You know, I don't want anybody there. Very interesting. It. it uh, I also going back to what it is that you get from your mom and what is it that you get from your dad. Like both those things. And with my mom dying, it's just like she died yesterday. That's incredible. It's fucking crazy, man. It's How crazy. Old was she? She was seventy nine. Uh, she's gonna be you know this. She's gonna be eighty on her next birthday. Um, wow. <laughs> she'll still be eighty on her next birthday. But I love her she won't smile. It. Was... Uh, it was a really good smile. That was a really good smile. And to watch and to watch her go away. Was a very interesting thing, you know. We want to watch somebody go away is uh, is is. Oh, you say so interesting. It was hard though, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was hard, and yet, it was hard, and you probably have heard me say this before. The only source of suffering is non acceptance. I live by that. You know, and to look at that and to say, this is, what's difficult is accepting it. Yeah. Um, and sooner or later, we accept it. Mm-hmm. it's either we accept it now or we accept it later I'm not responsible for, for when, when my students get what it is that I'm saying you know, if they get it now they get it now, if they get it later, they get it later if they don't get it at all, that's fine too but I do know that watching her it was not shocking like a car accident right. it was not shocking and it's very interesting to, to watch that in real time mm-hmm. and to say that nobody is everybody, everybody is doing the best that they can do mm-hmm. especially her she is fucking doing the best that she can do. Does she wish that? Does she wish that she could eat? Fuck yes, she wishes that she could eat. Does she wish that that you know you know, the the, <laughs> the last meal that I got for her was a McDonald's cheeseburger. She said she wanted number two. She wanted a McDonald's cheeseburger and an order of fries. And I got it, and nothing could have made me happier than to watch her take two bites of that fucking sandwich and eat eight or nine French fries. Wow. Um, but to look at that, to watch that, and we and you see it. You see, you're watching the front end of Devin, the back end too. You're watching the front end, you're watching the front end of your of your, of your your daughter evolving, growing, moving. you two kids, you have a son too. Incredible. Yes, I have yeah. a son, Sam. Yeah, so you're watching that, you're watching them grow older too. Mm-hmm. And as much as you loved it, like, oh, holding Devin, uh, you know, like, and Sam. Yes. Yeah, and holding them like, oh, that's fucked great, you can't do that anymore. You
1: have no idea how this circle comes around I mean, because... During the time when my kids were going off to college, um, I was suffering. Mm -hmm. And it was, in fact, your words that launched me on the path of exploration to realize that I was doing it to myself. Because it was the hardest time of my life to let go of my kids, because I love them big. I love them deep. I am, I just, they're my favorite human beings. And to have their energy around me for that length of time was so wonderful. But I had taken my center and put it into them. And so when they left, where was my center? And I, there's this odd story, but I think you'll appreciate it. The day I dropped my son off to Worcester Polytech in Boston, he studied game design and uh, computer science. And now he is a game designer and computer scientist. Um, I was weeping, walking down the street away from his college. I was, I was emptying all of the fluid out of my body through my eyes. And I look down on the ground and I see a little sparkle. And when I look closer, it's one of those little... Metallic cutouts that you get around the holiday times that some people put into cards that will sprinkle confetti on you. Uh, sometimes they're in the shape of gifts or of Christmas trees or stars or menorahs, or whatever. Um, this was the word "peace" in silver, carved out, and I picked it up and I put it in my palm, and I felt like, "Thank you, universe." That was just a little nudge in that direction. I still have that little silver thing in a drawer in my uh, in my armoire, mm-hmm. and just just to remind me of that moment Mm -hmm. but I do I think that that acceptance it's this is where it really transcends the art form because you you're applying it to the death of your mom Mm -hmm. okay I'm applying it to launching my kids into life this is where I think this art form is why I'm so evangelical about it because I don't teach it I don't teach it like everybody else teaches it I've been to a number of different classes and I go I go deep I feel like you go really deep Mm -hmm and but my goal is to say if you get nothing out of this for the stage take it for your life you know learn how to forgive yourself learn how to stay in the moment learn how to listen with your eyes your ears your heart and your undivided attention learn how to connect with other human beings and try to make them look awesome because it's a beautiful thing when you reach out to make other people look awesome they are obligated to make you look awesome and it's not it's not, it's not the goal the goal should be
0: i want to make you look awesome and if you're genuine about it it will come back around. the, here, the interesting you. thing is when when I make you look awesome, you're when I make you look awesome, um, I'm in, I'm in orbit of awesome, and I get <laughs> awesome on me, you know. Uh, and 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 if I make you look good, I've made us look good. If I have given you the gifts, and you know, I've, I've talked about, you know, the, it's almost cliche. The Santas of Nowtown, the idea that I am giving you gifts. <laughs> I above, love that term. It, it's a really great term because it's the idea of we're constantly giving gifts in that moment, and you have no fucking idea. Your very being, your your physical meat suit on stage is a gift and and it's about it's it's looking at that gift and saying that, that you think you're not doing anything? Fuck you, you're doing something. You know what you're doing? Well, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm fretting. No, you know what you're doing? You already said it. You're sitting there. You're telling me that's fucking not doing anything? Check that off your list. I sat today. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. Like To fucking do that and, and you talk about forgiving um, and that is that's that's the hardest thing for some for humans to do Mm -hmm. is to forgive themselves to fucking forgive yourself and to deal with yourself and I think this is a Dell I don't know why I, I chalked this up to Dell uh no, that can't be a Dell thing. It's just too nice of a thing to say. <laughs> somebody he doesn't a it. lot
1: of edge to some of the things that he's
0: put out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dell Close. It, 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 somebody said, deal with your... It might have been Martin Demont. Deal with yourself with humor and compassion. And deal with yourself with humor and compassion and make sure that you are your own fucking best friend. The person that's looking in the mirror, that is your fucking best friend. Better be. Uh, and I don't care, you know, like... Like, and again, like uh, what you think about me is none of my fucking business. Even my, you know, my my girlfriend, my 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 dad, my brother, my sister. That's the first thing I didn't tell my mom. But, you know, like all these things. Where suddenly you go, oh, I can't call her up on the phone. I fucking can't call her up on the phone. It's it is. I can't call. Ep- her up on the phone.
1: I feel you, man, because it it is. It's epic and it's real. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it is a true change. And you know something? I'm curious to see how that informs your art. Because I found, I looked at the world very differently after my mom died. My mom died in an interesting situation where all six kids who were living in different states were around her bed in my brother's house. It is 10 minutes to midnight on Christmas night. George Bailey is on the big screen TV running through Bedford Falls going, Mary! Mary! And my mother is dying there. What's her name? And, uh, Joan. Oh. And, and it was the most surreal experience Uh, To be there and to then know after she's taken her last breath That's over now. It's not over inside me. It's not over in my heart, and I love a phrase that actually um, When uh, I think it was Joan Henson Jim Henson's wife Heather Henson's uh, Mom died that somebody posted that now she is everywhere, and I mentioned that that to you because to me that's how I like it to feel if even if it's pure physics We dissipate back into the universe, and it reminded me that I don't have to be in one place to communicate with her. I don't have to pick up the phone to communicate with her. I don't have to drive to that city; she's here. And and as much as I live my life, and she's inside me, she's alive. Right. And I I don't you know religion wise, I've never really had an extraordinary use for organized religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although let's not toss out the baby with the bathwater because the art. The music, right? The building, right? Those incredible outfits and those miter hats. Come right. on, right?
0: Well, I was uh, my my uh, my girlfriend uh, Laura's dad just be just got um, instilled, I guess, as the potentate of the Shriners in San Diego. Wow. So those fuckers have hats and fucking fezzes oh, and yeah. awesome outfits and ughas and, and little
1: bicycles. Right, right, <laughs> right,
0: right, right. And and to watch all that at first, you kind of make fun of it, and then you go, well, no, wait a minute, that's pretty cool. But I agree with you, the all the great things, you know, the Brandenburg Concerto, and you've got, you know, um, uh, um, uh, Handel's Messiah. Oh, yeah. the, if it wasn't for the Messiah, there wouldn't be any Handel's Messiah. You know, what's going to be Handel's Tree. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like right. those are the things that, and so for me, when, but, I don't want, to butt, you don't want to butt it. I want to butt it. Um, but, uh, I can smell so, your butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and what I love about the word butt is whenever you talk about butt, you're talking about something that's behind you. <laughs> right, somebody goes, right. but you know what you did, it's like, ah, stop, stop. Anyway, uh, uh, the thing about the religion is when it when it crosses into you should be doing this, right. you should be doing that.
1: man controlling man,
0: that's yeah. that, that's right. the way it so often works
1: out. And I, I've encountered congregations that were phenomenal. I went to St. Clemens when I was a teenager, uh, Catholic church where the priests. Were also actors, mm-hmm. and they put on the, the most incredible <laughs> "Fiddler on the Roof" production that you've ever seen. Catholic priests doing a Jewish production, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. That's awesome. And they had dancers dancing down the aisles during mass. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Got my attention. Right. And now I'm listening. And so there were. The, I do see that there is some there is some good stuff to be drawn from there. But I've never found solace in the concept of heaven, no, uh, or afterlife. Um, I just feel like. I feel, I feel like if there is a God,
0: it's all of this. It's very interesting also, because when you watch your mom go, hmm. uh, when you watch your mom go, you're looking at her, the machine goes, beep, or whatever happens. The science. Hmm. You turn, you hug your, your siblings, you hug everybody, then you look over. That woman in the bed, that's not your mom. Not that. That's just what she wore. You
1: have called that meat, that
0: meat outfit. Meat it's suit. Meat that's suit. what she wore. And you look at it and you go, my God, that's not her. And when you see her in the coffin, that's not her. We talked about she needed to get out of that body.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that body was not serving her well at all in the end. No. She, I mean, her suffering in the end was, was really
0: horrible. It's very horrible. And horrible is, that's when we use the word horrible. It's yeah. not the lines at TSA were horrible. Right. I agree. And, I and, and for me, it's like, oh, it was a nightmare like the service at that restaurant it's like wait a minute
1: we're in hyperbolic times oh boy brother the weather the language the vitriol the and here's the thing i want to get i want to get on the right side of it i want to be i want to do the right thing for all of us and i am somewhat stifled as to what that is
0: yeah I'm, yeah and i also feel like there's a lack of leadership and that, for me, is a huge thing. There's a fucking lack of leadership. Uh, there's a guy named David G- David Gerald, and David Gerald is a science fiction writer, and he wrote the Tribbles episode of Star Trek. Oh yeah, the creepiest. Yeah, he wrote the Tribbles episode in Star in Star Trek. Um, he's a writer. He is very fucking opinionated. He's he's he uh, he's he's Stark, and he's uh, he's strong and he was, talking about, he was talking about what could happen if Trump gets elected. And then when Trump got elected, he went, I give up, I give up. And now you don't see anything from him other than, oh, my dog did this and my dog did that. I'm thinking, oh baby, where'd you go? But I get it, I yeah. get it. I fight the
1: urge to do exactly that. Yep. To, to just divorce myself from it and say I'm no longer gonna even try. But I think we owe more to ourselves than to do
0: that I, I think we can't I'm sorry but you can't I'm sorry here's the thing you can't you are unable to not do something you are I am unable to not do that and i watch people saying I'm stepping away from from I'm stepping away from Facebook I can't take it anymore and I go a oh, great good take Fine. a break
1: wonderful get your energy back yeah
0: get your energy back see what you got to do um put on some pounds Mr. 90 pound person <laughs> you know because you're gonna need it right um uh but uh but that's not me um, and if you want to go, if you go, uh, you know, Dave, you're preaching to the choir. It's like, you know what the choir needs every once in a while? Preaching. You better believe it. you fucking preaching. And here's another thing that as I'm preaching to the choir, I am, I am hearing people say, S- keep going, man. I really keep going. I need this. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so I may be preaching to the choir, but I'm also watching the choir start to get, you no, know, I'm seeing the choir start to speak up. And sooner or later, they're not going to be a choir anymore. Sooner or later, one of those people is going to stand out. It's going to be motherfucking Aretha Franklin. You know, we're going to somebody going to step out and be Stevie Wonder. Somebody going to step out of that fucking choir. You know, that's, you know. And I think you can't control the
1: distance that your voice travels. And the reality is, yeah, the choir here is the loudest and the most often, but there are people out there who are getting your message who are going, who the hell is Dave mm-hmm. And why is he speaking this way? And maybe I should know more. And I just feel like there are all the possibilities in doing what we feel we need to do and that we want to do and what i want it's funny because i gave up the concept of united states of america
0: i'm, I'm walking over here i was thinking the same
1: thing it's united doesn't belong there right now because we're not united but the thing is it's not really the states that are divided any individual state is divided unto itself we are a fragmented nation and we are fragmented on so many levels that that we can't put this puzzle back together that's the way it was so the question is What's the new puzzle look like? Right. You know?
0: Right. I was thinking that very fucking thing What's over thing? here. Uh, I was thinking, okay, because uh, somebody, somebody said it's a civil war, and I'm thinking, okay, if it's a civil war, God, this is so interesting, if it's a civil war, and it's a civil war that looks like the other civil war, then how do we... You know, it's like, what does it's it look not like? North start. Exactly. It's not north and south. <laughs> it's more like guerrilla warf
1: warfare because yeah. you can't identify by the colors. Wasn't that a stupid policy? Let's put on a uniform with a certain color so you know who we are. Exactly. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. And then you go, what, what? Uh, 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 so, And then the word fragmented because uh, are you a Mac guy or a PC guy? PC guy. Okay. People so can't you, believe that. Well, here's another thing. I, I get it. I totally get, I get it. it. Um, PC has a utility that Defragment. defragments, yep. and so there's nothing more satisfying than watching the defragmenting process on a PC. Right. You know what I mean? where You're going and putting everything in order, think where later they belong, and, and, and it's go, all
1: together again. And it's all together again. It's like,
0: how beautiful! And you don't get to see that uh, in, a, in a Mac, I don't know that it does that, but um, the question really is, how do we do that? And you live here in Florida, and Thank I'm you. in California, gladly! Let's fucking secede from the union because we're <laughs> the eighth. We're the eighth most powerful economic force on the planet.
1: Oh, and honestly, I love my California for all the voices and the power that comes out of there. I'll be honest with you, I am so incredibly embarrassed to be from Florida. Sometimes our governor, scary, scary, almost inhuman <clears throat> human being. Looks inhuman. I and, and you see him on camera. How did you?
0: How did you get elected? But he's he. You you have a background in healthcare. I do. I used to compete with Rick Scott. Yeah, you have a background. <laughs> See, I know these things. You have a background in healthcare, so you must know what his modus operandi is. Yes, and it's
1: underhanded. Yes, it's underhanded, and it is get away with whatever you can. And and I posted recently about the the, the dangers of powerful men who think they can get away with anything. We've got that going on all over the place. And and women, Pam Bondi, our attorney general, taking $25,000 from Trump while she's supposed to be actively investigating
0: him. She's an attorney general. Well, and guess what? Because she gets to do whatever she decides until somebody holds her accountable. And what's happening right now, and I think the frustration is, we're all looking at this thing saying, who's holding anybody accountable? Boom. Because the American people are the ones with the ultimate
1: power to hold people accountable. But if you're fucking fragmented... You're not doing that. Right. Divide I'm, and conquer, I think, is one of the ultimate Trump strategies. Absolutely. It is because he's... Look what he's trying to do with NATO. Right. Let's, let's break it down so that there's no allegiance and obligation when Russia decides to invade whoever the hell they want. We won't be obligated to fight them off because there's no NATO. I mean, there's there's so much craziness. <sighs> it's in. It's
0: crazy, and it's a total disregard for... History for a total disregard for history for systems being in place that keep things in place Um, and I listened to him. Did you happen to listen to what his interview on ABC? I did. Oh, you did or did not? Did you did? Did I read it? It it was horrifying. To me, it was horrifying how quietly and calmly
1: he continued to drive. It's just maybe we should have no. We should have taken
0: the oil from Iraq. It's not even that. It's that and it's also dude, you're not making any sense at all. There's no sense making. I think
1: he's insane. I, I, I and it's terrible to say that cuz I don't know the man. Right. However, the lack of rationality and the manner in which he slaps back so hard and so personally and so childishly right. at everything, it's like it just it stuns me that that could be overlooked in the course of electing him. And conflicts of interest. How do we know if there are conflicts we know? of interest? He
0: has no... We have, we have no information. I, I, I And yet there's also... So we look at all those things and i mentioned this before. My friend, uh, uh, Alexandra Billings, who's in... You might know from the television Transparent. She's in that show. Oh. But she's a fucking awesome spirit. She has a phrase and the phrase is this. It's her phrase, I think. Yeah, her phrase. Shattering. There's a shattering. The nation is shattering. Now, that shattering is... When my mom died, it shattered. It shattered me, it shattered my brother, it shattered the family, we're shattered. That does not mean we disappeared. What it means is we're raw. And what that means is we now get to put something on that was not who it was that we were. You know what I mean? So this nation right now is shattering. But the thing is, we're shattering together. And the 5,000 friends that I have, maybe 4,998, as we were talking, (laughs) because I said something that offended some prick, um, those people are paying attention and I know that there are people who say whenever your shit comes on my my feed I don't really know how it works but whenever something comes on my feed and I look at it I go there there you go Dave and yeah. I we are giving people permission and I know that uh you know, I I am watching my girlfriend start posting things that are more political for not fearing what people are going to think, and I, I get it when people say, you know what, I have a business, but I watched you say this thing, and I'm like, well, I have not seen him be that vociferous before, and and if we can take our outrage and make other people, because outrage is not bad, it's energy, if we can, right? It's energy. If we can take that energy and it, and and uh, and 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 create energy with that energy, a symbiotic relationship. And, and and we have that, and that the fuck is what's happening. And we have to remember that we are not alone. I, that's what I got out of the Women's March. Let me tell you something. Being immersed in
1: thousands of people down here at Lake Iola, and it was not one of the biggest marches across the nation, but for this community, it was huge. And it was not even based in against something. It was for something. And I'm a firm believer that you don't run away from something, you run towards something. Because if you run away from something, you're not guaranteed to get any closer to what you need or you want. But if you run towards something, you at least give yourself a fighting chance. And these people are running towards freedom and support of each other and love and tolerance, which I hate that friggin' word tolerance. We need to be more than tolerant. We need to be loving and supportive. I I, I feel like tolerance is the bare minimum we should expect. <laughs> um, but it was a very heady Heart-filling experience to be around so many like people that I walked away from there crying saying okay we're not alone this is good the march on Washington delicious yes stupid controversy about the crowds yes right, but those that but
0: the, the distraction
1: who exactly and that isn't that just it we are watching this this incredible judo act every time we see one of the, his targets on on TV it's how can I take this and spin it out of
0: rich or in a direction that's confusing right and uh and i get to choose what truth i want to jump in on and whatever i'm going to give energy to is going to get bigger and so if i if i'm aware of the energy that i'm giving something i i that i get to be aware of the energy that i'm giving something Greatest you know i i get <laughs> i get to be aware of the energy that i'm giving something and when i'm giving something that That negative energy, I also have to have something positive with it, too. Does that make sense? So if I go, fuck that asshole, that fucking doesn't make sense, I get to say this, don't buy into it. And I have to remember that.
1: Right. Well, that's the call to action, right? That's the what do I do with this? And this is what I think everyone is asking right now. What do I do with this? And we're trying. We're trying to, with this information,
0: we're we're doing we're doing. There the, it's not try. it's only doing. I know, so but uh, it but on. you know what? Again, but. I look at that. I'm I'm very aware of that word. I appreciate. I've two people come up on stage and go. What are you going to make make a, make a pie? Good. Paint a fence? Great. You get up there and try. Uh, your action is trying. How can trying even be a verb? You understand? It's like what are you going to do? You're going to stand around? And go well. Uh, 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 right? So so we're you're you said I, we're trying. We're doing something. Right? I like
1: that little side road though. That's yeah. it. That that works for me. That's it. well. And our goal is to affect people and offer what we know at that time. I approach my life as a student first, a teacher second. Uh, Everything that I do, when I get on stage and I do a keynote in front of a thousand people, I'm teaching them stuff that I know. Stuff that I've experienced that's worked for me, that's brought good things to me, that I hope, well there's that word again, will bring good things to them. I I trust
0: that it's going to bring good things to them. I
1: don't necessarily trust. Why not? Because I cannot always be sure and I've learned this over, over time, okay. speaking to many groups, that most get it and most embrace it and can use it. There are some, you know, it's like Da Vinci's three, three groups of people. There are those who can see, there are those that can be shown, and there are those that will never see. And that third group, I, I just can't necessarily impact, you know. But, but I think our intent is solid in being something good for people and helping people to find their path. And in this these times it's so confusing it's like this incredible maze this uh what's the place with the minotaur it's the um labyrinth yes ah, david (laughs) Uh boat
0: um
1: it's it's tough to navigate yeah you know
0: and and i think one of the things that we get to do is we get to go let's just be here right now with each other
1: I love this, by the way. I we talk so much online, and I so appreciate so many things that you put into the universe. And to be here, looking at your face, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate you, you too. And uh, and uh, and I enjoy just just noodling it. It feels yeah. good. It feels cathartic to talk to somebody. Even I mean, we challenge each other in the process, and that feels good too because it's not a challenge of I'm trying to take you down. It's a challenge of I'm trying to lift you up. I'm trying to give you. What I know... You're not trying.
0: You're lifting me up.
1: I keep saying try. <laughs> Fuck try. I'm not saying that anymore. Okay. I think if we got, I get nothing else out of this conversation, I will eradicate that word. It's
0: really... It's an interesting word because it says we're not doing it, but we really are doing it. We
1: used to give away mugs at SAC that had the word try with a circle and a line through it. Right. You know? And we call it wimping. When you say you're trying, you're preparing to wimp. Exactly. You're, you're
0: giving to- your, 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 your communing with your ego, right. which is essentially... Uh, not going to produce anything other than you have just spent a bunch of time doing nothing. Nothing exactly. Considering. Right. Right. So let's stop there. All right. Oh, no, it's so, huge. Thank you so much. Man, that was so fun. I'm a firm believer in you don't run away from something, you run towards something. Oh, I love that, Bob. Thank you so much for your calm, your focus, your artistry, and your helping me breathe. Bob's got quite a graphic Not My Finest Hour coming up after these announcements. On February 19th, I'll be in Chicago for a one-day Point of View intensive. I'll be having my Italian premiere at the Welcome International Improv Festival 2017 in Rome. Then it's off to workshops in Ravenna and Milan, right? (laughs) <laughs> and as always, I acting my online acting classes. Um if you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. All workshop information at DavidRasowski.com. ADD comedy with Dave Rosowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to Dave at addcomedy.com. Here's Bob Codges' Not My Finest Hour. And now, Bob Codges' installment of Not My Finest Hour.
1: Um, (laughs) This is is actually a story that my daughter hates for me to tell. Um, When she was nine months old, this was our first baby, first off. And she was born ten and a half pounds, Mm -hmm. so this little butterball comes out. And I have a big fat Italian grandmother who loves babies, wants to feed babies. So I take my butterball to Massachusetts with me to go see my Italian grandmother who's going to feed this child. And this kid ate everything from the minute she was born in our house. Uh, We get to New England, go to my grandmother's house, and this child will not eat anything. Anything. My grandmother's going crazy. She's cooking four or five things in a meal, trying to get this kid to eat something. Everything she puts up to her face, eh, she won't touch it. So finally, like the last day that we're there, it was a four-day trip. My grandmother comes up with something that she does love, and my daughter is Devon, and she hands her a plate of, of um, stuffed cabbage, Italian stuffed cabbage, delicious, savory meat, um, and rice. And, and how was your daughter at this point? She was nine months, uh-huh. nine months, and oh she ate three of them, loved it. And my grandma's like, oh, yay, we got her something to eat, right? And then uh, like 45 minutes later, we're heading to the airport. Which you know, a lot of people kind of jump to the end there when I mention that because I was a stupid first-time parent, and so I'm going to get this little cabbage-filled baby with me on the plane in about ten minutes after takeoff. Uh, I didn't buy a seat for her. She's nine months. I didn't have to buy a seat, so she's in my lap and she grunts and she levitates over my lap. And when she comes down, liquid baby shit comes spraying out all over my white and light gray pants. I have got this Looney Tunes splat of shit across my pants, and the woman, one seat over, looks at me, and she's like, can I help you in some way? My child is screaming, and I'm like, yeah, would you hold her? And she's like, no. So now I get up, and I've got to walk to the bathroom on a plane, forgetting what the bathroom on the plane is. And as I'm walking up the aisle, I realize that my shit-infested crotch is face height of all the other passengers. So they're... Turning their heads, oh, almost, it was almost like a dance. Turning their heads as I walked the 15 aisles to get to the bathroom. I get in the bathroom and I wedge my child onto this little shelf that isn't even really a shelf, and I open up the diaper and it was Unleashing the Kraken. She dunked both of her feet into her own shit and then kicked them up so high that she sprayed them all over the mirror. And so I'm wiping the baby and wiping the mirror and wiping the counter, just trying to keep the shit from getting everywhere, thinking of the next person who's going to be in this bathroom. And I finally get her cleaned up, get her to stop crying. I I get her all wiped up. I get the area cleaned up. I take her blanket, her favorite little item, and tie it around my waist so I won't offend the passengers going back to my seat. And, uh, and I take her back to her seat. And two more times during this flight, she erupted. None of it escaped the diaper like the first <laughs> time. But I get to Orlando International Airport. My wife sees me at like 50 yards, and she sees the dead eye in my face, and she's like, this has been a bad flight. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a bad flight. And she goes, I'll make it easy on you. I'll take the baby, I'll go get the car. So she takes the baby, she takes the blanket, she goes to get the car. That's when I realize I'm in Orlando International Airport with baby shit all over my pants, but now I don't have a baby. So all the passengers (laughs) are walking this wide arc around me, thinking this guy is the worst traveler on Earth, and I've got no way to explain it or prove that there was actually a baby that did this to me so and what this actually taught me was that i didn't think it was funny at all it wasn't funny at all it sucked Uh, but like months after when i was sharing the story in disgust and in anger people would not let me finish it because they were laughing so hard at the fact that this happened to me and it did kind of teach me that you know there is the distance between tragedy and comedy is really that's all it takes is a little bit of time for one to become the other, not in the really tragic stuff, but in the stuff that you're like, This sucks, and it's like, Yeah, it sucked then, but it's kind of funny now. So, <laughs> that's, so that's my baby, my baby girl.
0: I love that, thank you, Devin. <laughs>